On this episode of the Funeral Cast, Lauren Bowser joins Damon and myself to talk about booing at funerals, funeral video games, and Jonathan Davis and Mary Roach's podcast episode, The Song of Science. Don't you just love it when your favorite company comes out with a new website? How about when it features new products? Well, you are in luck. Frigid's website is new and is featuring new products such as introductory packs for our different fluid lines as well as embalming kits for specific embalming cases such as edema and jaundice. But don't worry, we have kept plenty of information on and demonstrations of the most modern embalming machine available, ways to schedule services for your cemetery devices to make sure those graveside services run smoothly, and of course, our educational videos that help you figure out what to do and why you are doing it. Frigidfluid.com is just a quick click away, so come see what is new and visit some of your old favorites. Welcome to the Funeral Cast. Today we have uh, Frigid, uh, Director of Education, Damon Delacruz, and Cusick Funeral Home owner, Lauren Janine Bowser. So, hi, Lauren. How are you doing? Hey, good. Lauren, um, uh, why don't you tell hello, us... hello, everybody. I mean, I don't get a hello there. I mean... Oh, my God. Hi, Damon. Hi, Ben. <laughs> hi, guys. Okay. So, Lauren... Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, I'm Lauren Bowser. I co-own and operate Music Funeral Home in Somerville, New Jersey, and I own and operate State Mortuary Service out of Randolph, New Jersey, and I'm a licensed funeral director and big fan of you guys. All right. Well, that's why we brought wow. you onto the show. Um, yeah. So also, uh, before you got into funeral service, what were you doing and how are you applying that to funeral service now? So I actually started working in a funeral home when I was 16, a uh, career day. They asked you, you know, what do you want to go and do? I had always had an interest in funeral service, but I really wanted to be a forensic pathologist. I thought that was the coolest thing, but uh, my mom's insured was a forensic pathologist at 100 County, Dr. Diamond, who I still work with today. Mm. And he told me it was 13 years of college. And I was like, I don't think I want to go to college for 13 I'm... years, like some yeah. people who might have. Um, so the idea and the value it had on a smaller scale to help my community and to have a job that I liked every day. I started working in a funeral home then, and I have had uh, only two other jobs. I worked at PacSun in the mall for a little bit, and then I worked at Michael's Arts and Crafts for a little bit. <laughs> Otherwise, outside of doing this, I would probably be back working at PacSun or Michael's Arts and Crafts. Well, it seems like a lot of times when people end up working at Michael's, they have an interest in crafts. Did you have an interest in crafts? I, you know, I went for the events coordinator position because I felt that would help me get placed in funeral service as an events coordinator and the ability to plan and execute events. So I did all their parties, like birthday parties and weekly kids craft things. Oh, wow. But I'm not artsy at all. I, uh, when it comes to funeral service, yes. When it comes to doing a picture of the plot, and saying where the headstone is and where the available graves is, it looks like, you know, a six-year-old put it all together. Yeah. 
So what you're saying is, is that really you did things before your career in funeral service to get you better at being at funeral service, right? Correct. Yes. What would you say a PAX Sun that you learned? Uh, I would say I learned at PAX Sun community, uh, customer service, customer service and assuring that you don't have a hostile con- customer and that you're representing a brand and a, a greater good that it's not about you. It's about the situation and what you're doing. So it really helped my interpersonal communication skills when it comes to clients on things that aren't as serious, not as serious as funeral service. I'm really sorry that someone left a security sensor on your shorts. We'll make sure to take them off. Is there anything else I can do for you kind of stuff? (laughs) Very baseline uh, customer service. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, plus, like, you would have been working at a store that your friends were shopping at. Of course, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome. We're going to use that in, in uh, quotes, right? All right. Um, okay. So uh, one, of the, one of the things that, or I should say one of the people that you know in your life, Lauren, that's important to you, I know, is your partner in everything, Helen. All right. Mm-hmm. And Helen has um, uh, a very distinguished career in something outside funeral service. Would you like to tell us about that? Yeah, so uh, Helen's actually a world-class athlete. She's internationally recognized in judo and has dedicated mm. her lifetime to uh, judo as well as sumo. She's the women's national sumo wrestling champion um, and is wow. the most decorated women's sumo wrestler in the United States and is a former trustee of the United States Sumo Federation also an ambassador for the Women's Sports Foundation as well. That's pretty outstanding. Yeah, wow. So with tradition like that and competition, that breeds rivalry, right? So would you say that Helen has a rival? If you recall, the reason why I bring this up is I sent you all a meme, a post from... Yes, about sports rivals, sports ball. Right, exactly. So So, I talk about you as my very important partner in life and business and that, uh, you know, you're an accomplished athlete and something we're speaking about is about rivalry, sports rivalry, how it applies uh, to to this meme. Um, And do you have a rival that we could say besides Ed, (laughs) I would say, but... Um, really, I mean, like I trained with Ronda Rousey, I trained with Kayla Harrison. But can you hear Helen? A little bit. Can you go closer? I didn't really have a rival. I guess that was probably my own biggest rival, but I trained with like Kara- Kayla Harrison, who's a professional fighter league champ now. I trained with Ronda Rousey. She was a teammate for many years. Can we say Ronda Rousey? Ronda Rousey. Okay. I like I this. Last five minutes in Ronda Rousey's armbar when I was fourteen, and she was like nineteen. So that lasted five minutes in Ronda Rousey's armbar. Okay, uh, perfect. Was- so <laughs> right, everybody knows Ronda Rousey. Okay, so right. I sent you all a meme, all right, or post of something, and that post said at a funeral today, the speaker mentioned which football team the deceased supported, and someone booed. All right. So now I would like to put that in the context of Helen, all right? So I am at, it's my funeral, all right? And I can say without a doubt that Helen is my favorite female sumo wrestler, all right? I think that that support for her is going to be unwavering for the rest of my life, all right? So at my funeral, someone announces 
or whoever the celebrant is announces, you know, let's be reminded of Ben's fandom of Helen as the sumo wrestler and Damon, who was also at my funeral in the back starts booing because he's a Ronda Rousey fan. Now, do you feel like that is an appropriate thing, uh, Lauren? I know. I would say no. So, okay, so you don't think that... I saw your face. I saw your face. ...rivals at, at a funeral. Damon, what do you think? It's your funeral, and somebody says, oh, he graduated from USC, and somebody from, 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 from UCLA starts booing in the back what how do you feel about that uh, did you say was that another school you tried to say I mean, i'm not even sure what you just said to me but i mean i think anybody yelling out at a funeral out of turn or out of contact i mean it's i don't think it's appropriate so i mean i think yeah. it's, if i'm understanding the question right like if someone just shouted something at a funeral i'd be like that seems inappropriate i think it's more so that there's this inherent um competition dynamic when it comes to professional sports and people's identity with it so I always kind of make fun of people who wear uh, who you know people I know and love who would wear a football jersey right and I'm like that's your favorite sportsman and you're wearing his shirt now you know like this is this competition it becomes part of your identity it becomes yeah. part of what you feel camaraderie with with people so when you're at a funeral and it, it's part of your identity so someone mentions it in a service and the rival comes out and is like boo the giants suck like well <laughs> yeah. okay that is now that plays into this is a funeral and a funeral service which is a social event that's acceptable at every other social event that you're at. You cannot know a stranger in a restaurant and boo their sports team and it's socially acceptable. I feel that at a funeral, that's when you might want to keep it to yourself and maybe make a <clears throat> grunt cough noise, but to straight up boo, you better have been that person's best friend and they knew that you were going to boo them at their fun funeral or you just need to go home immediately. Right. You know, it's kind of interesting because if you take the question and you flip it, you know, like, so as Ben mentioned, I, I graduated from SC, USC, University of Southern California, fight on. And, you know, we have a rivalry. And, you know, I, I just met someone the other day and they were like, oh, you know, I went to that other school and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Like you always make some yeah. kind of and you do it to each other. But it's what I have found is, you know, with collegiate sports anyways, it's more of it's an endearing way to interact with people. Even if your rivalries run pretty deep, you always respect that. Like That's a cross town team and we always yeah. want to see L.A. do well. Of we course. just want to be better than them. So would I at a funeral heckle someone's favorite team? <laughs> Absolutely not. But would I do it just about anywhere else? I think so. Yes. I think so. You know? I agree so with I, that. I just think it's the setting that's appropriate or not setting or uh, appropriate rather. Yeah, that you know, I I when I first saw this meme personally, I was a little torn myself because I have almost a knee-jerk reaction. Whenever I see a cardinal, I I have a problem not to shout go cubs. My son grew up <laughs> calling cardinals go cubs birds. One time I was at a Catholic mass Hello. and the cardinals got up to start speaking and I shouted go cubs. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's kind of difficult uh, to do it. But yeah, I and I, you know, I, right. I did have a funeral um, one time where the guy encouraged everybody 
to wear their favorite sports jerseys, but he specifically said no Packers, no Cardinals. White Sox yeah. okay though. The guy was a Cubs fan, so it's kind of like what Damon was saying. It's like okay, well, it's okay to root for Chicago, right? But no Packers, right. no Cubs, right? Like so, in that case, you know, maybe a little booing is appropriate because there was already a, a um, there was already sort of like this um, um, designed uh, uh, bias against it, right? Yeah, I would say that I would like the follow up on that. Like when the guy booed, did some people clap him? We're like, yeah. Right. Yeah, because I would have in a way would have made it, you know, the community is then sort of buying into it and, Correct. you know, applying some feeling to it, as opposed to just this random voice that's like, no, you suck, you know, like, yeah, it, but that, that's what the social dynamic and no, this, this brotherhood of sports that people yeah feel like my sister is a diehard forever faithful 49ers fan and yeah. I mean she is at any event and if the Niners are on she's glued to her phone cursing at them even if they're winning cursing yeah. at them so that kind of heckling and things come inherent when you love sports ball and I'm here for people who do it and I want every funeral to be unique and if heckling was part of your social dynamic with these people great yeah. if you're just some jerk in the back of the room the husband of a cousin's friend who came with the guy and you decided to yell I think that would be a little bit different of a dynamic you know yeah well Lauren you may not know this and you probably don't because you know basically inconsequential but Ben Ben and I met a fateful day many years many many years ago many moves. we met over baseball I, I I think he was wearing a Cubs uniform and we were getting barbecue somewhere uh with the American board and I was like who's this guy and we started talking about baseball. And in fact, Rhino Flip, the flip in the business name Rhino Flip is about yes. bat flips. And that's where that comes from. And so cool. sports, yeah, it kind of ties into even, you know, I, I, I think it's a very, yeah, it's a social, it, the social dynamic and meeting people and interacting with people is important. Yeah, and I, remember Major League Baseball um, and then I think other brands had that contract initially, maybe it was like. 2010 or so with eternal images where they had the major league baseball urns and caskets that was a big merchandising thing and uh we come from an area where like the new york yankees are huge and to have the yankees urn was like coveted it was so hard to get because everyone wanted this but eternal images that was part of their image and their identity as a person was their identification with this team so that's why having memorial merchandise that reflects that has value but where where do we draw the line if we're if you're having major league baseball earns you expect the red sox fan at your funeral to boo then right <laughs> mm -hmm. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> almost guaranteed right it's almost, yeah, gu almost guaranteed yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah it is kind of funny i mean i, I was just listening to a podcast a, a podcast with seinfeld and he was like you know what what is this identification with a sports team it's not like if they lose it changes you as a person so like you know when sc loses it's not like somehow you know it's you just ruin your day's over yeah yeah or if they win it's not like i'm suddenly a better person uh -huh. um but yet it, people it weighs real heavily on people's state of being uh it is good it's, it's it's an interesting i guess it's an interesting question yeah yeah, kind of yeah. 
Um, all right. So yeah, that's pretty good. You know, when I was in the Navy and I would go like different places, it was kind of like a tribalism. You could tell what kind of territory was you were in, right? When you would You know, see, that's like, a twofold because you guys got the Navy Army both in sports ball and in, you know, the actual department. Yeah, the <laughs> actual rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> and going from town good to rivalry. town, right? I lived yeah. in Oklahoma, they had OU stuff, you know. Fortunately, Cubs fans are kind of nat- nationally recognized, yeah. and so there you always find a random hand or something. All right. Hi, everybody. I'm sure as an embalmer, the first thing you do when you get to the funeral home is to check your embalming from the previous day. Each time you walk into the prep room, you take a moment to hold your breath hope that you don't see the effects of organisms post-embalming. If this is you, we can help. Frigid Stop has an active ingredient that targets bacteria, including Clostridium perfringens, by drying out its cellular membrane and allowing formaldehyde to do its work. It doesn't only have this effect on microorganisms either. It will also kill maggots through either arterial injection or topical application. The ingredients in Stop are also found in the mixture of 36 plus and premium cavity fluid as well. If you are looking for an insurance policy for your prep room so you can breathe easy when coming into work the next day, visit frigidfluid.com today and pick up a case or three. Um, uh, Lauren, have you ever felt the pull to play a funeral-based video game? No, not personally, but I could see why people's morbid curiosity uh, is like stimulated with this because they feel like it's an outlet for it and seeing something that is unknown and getting to perform it without the actualization happening and all of the things that come behind it. Uh, So I see why, but I, I don't know that if you asked me at 16 when I was interested in this and there was an app on my phone where I can be morgue assistant that I wouldn't have downloaded it. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a little more difficult when it's you do it every day, right? right. I mean, I, if you think about video games and what people play, it's rarely their, their occupation, you know? Like, yeah. So that would just be boring. I mean, I'm one of the rare people I think that I've met that hasn't ever watched Six Feet Under. And people are like, oh, we love that show. I'm like, yeah, I just didn't want to go home and watch a show about what yeah. I was just doing for, you know, I, you know. I watched that growing up and loved it. Thought it was yeah. fascinating. It really exposed me to the SCI dynamic. Then Helen and I went to rewatch it recently and I would come home from doing trade and working awake and being like, you know what? I don't want to go through this yeah. again today. And it's good. Uh, I mean, it's good. It good it's, humor, yeah. it's smartly written, all of that. But I just was like, I want to put on National Lampoon's Vacation or Airplane. Something that's going <laughs> to make that's, yes. Yeah, I want to get diverted from my reality, you know, because yeah. you know, it's work and it's challenging and it has emotional challenges. And I don't want to go through all of that you know, while I'm trying to eat macaroni and cheese or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like be reminded. Well, the two um, the two game examples I sent you guys really could not be more different, right? So we have the Mortuary Assistant, which mm-hmm. that particular game is designed to be like a horror game. And yeah. I, I haven't, I personally- your soul, to, right? Right. But I watched- I kind of like horror games. Hang on a second. Let me- yeah. <laughs> Well, I watched this kind of walkthrough of it, and the guy said it was, quote, unquote, the scariest 
game that he had played in 2022, right? And not necessarily because of the embalming part, right? Because one of the things that's in there, although he did say, if you like, like body gross out stuff, that this game might be for you. Right. Um, but apparently there's a lot of random hauntings and jump scares and things like that. So it's kind of like designed because of, apparently the idea of the game is that you are this um, mortuary assistant who is cursed before they go on to their first um, yeah. their first shift. And so it's kind of like, well, do we all feel a little cursed before we have to go on to right. our first shift? Tonight? Well, I do. You know what? I, I recently got into being more reverent um, with my spirituality and what I'm doing because I always try to disassociate the two. And I feel like maybe being a trade embalmer is what had that come apart a little bit so recently being in the funeral home um recognizing that what i'm doing and have a little bit more spiritual reverence because to me the body is the most important thing like the idea of a video game even making a dead body anything other than indignant or that you need to save yourself from it or that it's scary like irks me a little bit so there is a value in in why it's scary for people because like are these people gonna hex you are they haunting you and when people say like, aren't you scared? You're always yeah. like, yeah, of the living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Always. It's always the same response. I always I always feel like if, what I tell people is like the funeral home, a haunted funeral home, if you died, would you go haunt an airport terminal? No. Like it's, it's just a, you know, it, from like a spirit standpoint, if that's your way of looking at things, it's a boring place that's in between. I live upstairs yeah. and can verify that uh, we are not haunted. I have not had, seen, heard anything. Well, I do have to say, like, I love airports and, you know, like people watch the, the chain and the lounges. What up? <laughs> That's like, true. yeah, I'm all about, if I was going to haunt anywhere, an airport's not a bad yeah. option. I mean, there's a, con- a constant influx of like your sensory stimulation. A, a funeral home would be boring, straight up. Boring. I mean, like, let's face it. Like, you know, when people are like, isn't it scary and haunted? It's like, that's the last place anybody wants to chill out, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always more worried about like living people hiding in the closets after visitations or something like that. That would be weirder, right? Well, what's scarier is like cleaning up tissues that people have hidden behind, like, you know, that you got to like touch, right? I mean, no one warns you about the snotty tissues right there. Boom. Yes. No, this is your warning. Anyone who's listening to this, your job will consist of snotty tissues in random places at all times. Be on the lookout. Hide it in the trash can. That's a great hiding spot. Right. Don't tuck it between two books and like a pew. No. You know? Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> right, right. Are you that embarrassed of having to blow your nose? That you right, like, right. What's, what is that? I don't know. Maybe that that should be something that we run a poll on, oh, right? Yeah. It's like, why did you see, you see someone do it? You run over there. I just saw you do that. Why, why did you do that? What was the rationale Here's behind the, Oh, just walk up with the garbage can. We have garbage cans and tissues everywhere and still... You sit on the couch and they boom, yeah. You know what's real frustrating? Have you been somewhere recently where they don't have a trash can like readily available, like within every 10 feet, you know? And you're just like, you're like, where is a trash can? I'm carrying around like waste that I want to get rid of. Like wherever I'm at, like figured this one out, you know, it'd be less litter. Critical in the funeral home to have them everywhere. 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 Well, and not only that, but then you can become acutely aware of how much garbage you generate as a person. Right. Because you're like, okay, I've gone almost five minutes without any garbage because there's no garbage can around. Yeah. Well, I mean, the and the other game is the idle mortician. Right. And that game is more like kind of like Farmville or Roller Coaster Tycoon or something. Now, that game, 
seems more like our day-to-day jobs yeah right like it's it, it has had, a cremation dynamic to it though that one right yeah there's yeah there's, that, there's um so it's more like a business process right like you, you start the game you have to recruit a receptionist you have right. to recruit an embalmer and there's actually like a little prep room and they get a body in there that's kind of like got green fog around it yeah right (laughs) yeah it seems like it's not um gonna be that entertaining right because it's like your literal day-to-day job and now you're gonna go home and like worry about this imagine someone who's interested in this as a career yeah yeah i mean i'm just morbidly curious yeah when some of these games started coming out i honestly i was an educator when i started seeing them i thought this might be great to have in a classroom to give students an idea of what it's going to be like in the industry. Some of these yeah. ones that are very j- task and job oriented, this mortuary assistant that looks like, you know, it's a scary game that might be worth checking out personally. I will check it out. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I thought, well, you know, many, many of our students haven't actually ever worked at a funeral home. And when they get out there, you, you hear from them, they don't like it and then they regret it. And you're just like, oh, I wish there was a really good way to expose you to what it's going to be like, because when people do get out and love it and embrace it and find massive rewards in it, then you're like really happy. Um, So I saw that as a a tool for that. Um, But now most schools are sending their students out to funeral homes as part of the curriculum. And so they do see what it's like. So, but yeah, could you imagine a job about a a game about high, I guess it's it's like sort of semi, right? Like you're like hiring. That's exactly what it is. Right. And it's like you said, it's job oriented. So so you got to like build your funeral home and like they actually have you like go to church and do a a, a funeral and like all that other stuff. So I'm like, yeah, because then what are you doing? You're getting notification updates on your phone all day long. Like, oh, you have a new customer and I don't want yeah. to go in there and like make arrangements. Receptionist is trying to get a hold of you. Like that's my real, that's my real life. That's real every day. <laughs> right, right, right. And not just that. I mean, I have, it's not just even your day job. It's like your other stuff you're doing. You just like. When my phone goes off and it's work, it's work. I don't want to be notified for fake work. (laughs) I mean, I play a lot of video games. I truly do. But like for me, and I'm, I don't PC game because PC feels like work to me. I like getting on my couch and I play for Mm -hmm. short, quick intervals. I don't play all day long, but I just want it to be a distraction. I don't want it to be again, real life. That's, you know. Right. Like pick up your phone. Oh, I got a text statement back. I got to write this email and I have to go check on my embalming that's going on in this fake prep room on this. Uh, like I got to check on my Sims prep. <laughs> right. right. And what's going to get neglected? What's the, co- okay. So yeah. I don't know if you played the game, but like what gets neglected? It's like the head on the video game is swelling. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then what's the turn pressure down a machine or up and you're like, I have to make a choice. You have you just like are ignoring any customers who keep calling, yeah. right? Like that I mean, kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like, oh, Mrs. Smith is calling again. And you're getting like an update on your phone. You're like, what am I supposed to do? Pick up the right? phone, like, yeah, oh. right. But I do, I do feel like if it, you know, it's younger people who are exploring the career, maybe in high school or you know, just in college or whatever age or you know what demographic you're in, it might might be interesting just to be like, oh, what what is this like? You know, what is it like? Yeah, I would say that just based on the uh, walkthrough of the idol mortician that I watched, like, yeah, if you want to have a sim style video game that that mimics funeral service, 
you got it right i mean i didn't i don't know maybe they even have a really slow moving procession that you could drive in the video game it's like you're going too fast you're too close to the speed limit you lost four cars (laughs) right well there's a train that's going to break up your procession Mm -hmm. pull over or keep going to the cemetery and you have to like make a decision right (laughs) we're game developers here Would you like to share your thoughts on any of the topics we discussed today? We'd love to hear them. Email your thoughts to bschmidt, that's B-S-C-H-M-I-D-T, at frigidfluid.com, and I'll read them on the show.